0: Today, we're talking about courtly love.
1: Wasn't she married to Kurt Cobain? (sighs) Itch manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy.
0: And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For
1: ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How beest thou? Uh, How dost thou mine fair flower amongst weeds? uh, Ost thou, fine. Yep, I'm good. Okay, great. Cool, great. Cool, cool. Just uh, checking in. uh that's gonna do it for us thank you for joining us <laughs> join us again next week so this is schmanners it's week three of the max fun drive
0: yes welcome to week three thank you for joining us thus far thank you for um all everybody coming along with us on this yeah. journey
1: as we're recording this we're at almost uh 22 000. New and upgrading, uh, and boosting members, which, uh, it is really, um. It's touching it's is what very it is. It's touching. Yes. That's the word I was looking for. It's very we impactful are- on my heart. And we're so
0: grateful for your support.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we went into this not knowing, uh, what the, what the turnout was going to be like because everything is so very uncertain and, and you have opted to support, uh, us and the, the content we make in such a way that it just means a lot to us. Uh, and so real quick plug. Uh, here at the top, if you are uh, interested in what we're talking about, it is Max Fundrive. It is a once-a-year opportunity for you to become a new or upgrading Max Fund member. When you do that, you will receive rewards. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash join to see the different levels there and see if there's one that you're comfortable with or maybe consider upgrading your membership to one you're comfortable with if you are re- already a member. MaximumFun.org slash join. We'll tell you more about it in a little bit. This week, we're talking about courtly love. Yes. And the joke at the beginning of the episode was something I'm going to be very careful about. (laughs) Because now that I've thought about it, the first time I said it out loud to Teresa and said, like, we're talking about courtly love, I was like, oh, no. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) It's going to be
1: difficult (laughs) for me to say this.
0: Do please enunciate.
1: Yes. What? Please give some brief context. What do we mean when we say... Courtly love.
0: Uh, refined love.
1: But this is like a specific time period, right? This is, yeah. Okay. It
0: is, um, usually, so probably originated around the 12th century, um, but goes all the way up to the 1500s, especially in England.
1: And remember the way, when we talk about centuries, it's, it's not what it sounds like, right? So when we say 12th century, that's actually the 1990s. No, see, that's a joke. It's a joke because the 12th century. Is the 1100s, but I wanted to like subvert expectations. Oh,
0: okay. And so people right. thought
1: I was going to say 1100s, but instead I said 1990s. Do you workshop these
0: jokes before you bring no, them here?
1: No, oh, clearly not. Oh,
0: off the off the cuff.
1: Well, yes, clearly. That worked so poorly. <laughs> you thought that I stood in front of a mirror and being like, the nineteen ninety, the nineteen ninety, the 1990s. I
0: don't think it had anything to do with the delivery, darling.
1: Okay. You don't think that's why it wasn't funny?
0: Nope. Uh, okay. And thank you to our friend G G G N who emailed us this idea. Oh, thank you so much!
1: If you have an idea for a topic, you can email us schmanner'scast at gmail dot com. Uh, so this is like Middle Ages, medieval, yeah, totally, totally, is totally Middle, middle ages, ages and medieval the same time, uh, same thing. Yeah. Okay. And medieval isn't
0: medieval isn't really a thing. I mean. I believe that medieval is an outdated expression. It's relating to the
1: Middle Ages. Yeah. Boom. Okay. It's an adjective rather than a time period.
0: Yes. (sighs) But the Middle Ages is a time period.
1: Okay, great. So we're talking about courtly love.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which From the 1200s
1: to the 12- Yep. No, from the 1100s to the 1500s. Yes. Okay. Now, is this what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of like a courtier and like somebody with a- this is like a very structured- Process of like I do this, you do this, then I do this, then I do that, then I can propose. No,
0: oh, Mm-mm. okay. No, uh, it probably originates in, um, Aquitaine, France. Okay. Uh, and the idea oh, was like Eleanor of Aquitaine. Exactly. Okay. We're gonna go into a little more depth about her. The idea was that a person of nobility. Right? So someone who would be present in court had the ability to experience chaste love with another member of the court,
1: okay. Wait, what?
0: What? What? here we go. Um wait, so does this have
1: nothing to do with like romance?
0: it I mean it does. it does. There's several distinctions. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs>
1: Sometimes this is not what you thought it was. No, is it? I mean, but sometimes when we go into a topic, listen, sometimes we go in and I've done the prep for it and because it was like my idea or whatever. Sometimes we go into it and Teresa has done the prep for it. But sometimes we go into it and I realize about five minutes in that I have no idea what it is, anything about it. I know I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Eleanor of Aquitaine. Please. Born to the Duke of Aquitaine. William the 10th she was highly educated beautiful and the heiress to one of the largest plots of land in France hence okay. Aquitaine
1: France Got it uh-huh yes
0: So obviously she was very sought after um and at 15 years old she was married to Louis the 7th of France
1: uh-huh. because
0: his father be- told her that's how things are going to work out so like she so was her
1: dad was like No, his dad. His dad.
0: His dad was like, uh, you are gonna marry that lady because I want her land.
1: Oh, okay. So his dad, probably a king too. Yeah, duh. Was like, okay, you two are gonna get married. I'm king. What's up? I want that that little corner of heaven there, mm-hmm. Aquitaine. That's mine now because I'm king and you two are gonna get married. Exactly. Exactly. I'm
0: king. I, and then in her marriage she could expect royal protection. Okay. Um, and she we should probably do an episode all her own. Um, but uh she is a pretty awesome was a pretty awesome lady. Uh she was around for the Crusades.
1: I've heard of those, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. She got an annulment from her first husband and for the king of France, and less than a month later married the King of England.
1: Now I bet on an annulment Against the King of France. It's not an easy thing to do. Right? Like, hey, uh, I'm going to leave you and annul our marriage. It's like, oh, yep. don't. It's like, well, tough. Now, is she the Eleanor from Lion in Winter? She is. Okay.
0: Which is a, a super cool play. You a should check of, out.
1: Some of you, some of our listeners may realize that about 90% of my history comes from plays. If, if it wasn't hey. in a play, I probably, and you know what? I bet if I was living in like the 1600s and 1700s, I would be in good company. It's true. I bet a lot of people learn their history from place.
0: All right. So this is where uh, courtly love originates in Eleanor's court. Okay. Um, And it was nicknamed the court of love uh, because she and her daughter would host poets and performers and artists and um, all kinds of people to come and entertain everyone at court
1: now is this i feel like we have before touched on the idea of like romance right is this yes a little bit the idea of it originating in like before this there was no such thing as romantic love
0: right 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 so um this this court was part artistic showcase part dating school and part etiquette class okay right so we were all jumbled in there together but uh so the purpose of courtly love was to experience love that you weren't expected to experience with your spouse. Oh, right.
1: So um, wait, this is about fulfillment and not about obligation.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so there's a legend that eleanor and her daughter ruled over the case of two knights who each desired the love of the same woman one was noble and true making the case that he was not uh, that he was the only one among them worthy to have her and the other was down on his luck and a little less than noble but made the case that the love of the maiden would turn his luck around and inspire him to be a better man sure uh, eleanor and her court thoughtfully ruled that the maiden should go with the nobler knight Eleanor is rumored to have decreed that the maiden need not suffer through the process of making a louse into a better man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, agreed. Yeah. No one needs a project. We're all busy enough. You know what I mean? If you want to do a project, learn to bake. That's what I did. Take (laughs) up Sudoku or whatever. You know what I mean? We're all working hard enough to fix ourselves. You don't got to fix no man.
0: So this is probably a legend. And this goes back to the original purpose of noun, courtly love, the court of love, uh-huh. where Eleanor would preside over kind of like-
1: Romantic dear, things?
0: Dear Abbey situations. Okay. Right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Cut, cut, cut the love in half.
0: Uh, <laughs> indeed. Um, so then this concept is what turned into courtly love- as we know it from you know legends and stories, um, so in the Middle Ages, courtly love is all about romance, and the cheesier the romance is, the better, right? So
1: very presentational, very deep bowing and flowers,
0: favors, and, and giggling and fan you know waving, yes, very and things uh, like that.
1: performative.
0: Exactly, it's not really about sexual contact.
1: Okay, it's you, you know, know what this is. Hey, folks, you know what this is in modern day. This is like work work spouses. When someone says, like, oh, that's my work wife, my work husband. Very hmm. performative, no action required.
0: I can see that. Um, so then these the two people were called lovers. Although, again, it was not about physical intimacy. Uh, they were they would do things like tells, like gossip and tell secrets. They would giggle together. Um, they could eat together, hold hands, things like that. Work spouses. But, yep. But engaging in a spousal duty uh, would break etiquette. So you weren't allowed to do that.
1: No kissing. Right. Now, do you think, and maybe you have research for this, but was this strictly these lovers like male female partnerships or was there any indication of it being like yeah anybody
0: from what i can tell you it was mostly male female but there are examples of two males and a female so making like a a triangle or two females and a male okay um
1: because they they, i i asked because it sounds like this is more about like as you said performative though I imagine even like that at this point it was not like performative romance between two guys would probably still be a problem I think uh, for I these think very religious folks but performative between two women I I don't know I uh, like, it, was, it as I've said earlier I have very little grasp on history
0: it always seems more acceptable uh, acceptable historically yes that two women could be seen being Uh, Like holding hands or giggling or, you know, it's more of a a feminine uh, historical trait.
1: Yes. Yes, thank you.
0: Okay. So, it is said that it is impossible to experience courtly love with your spouse.
1: Now, why do you think that is?
0: Well, we've talked about this, and you mentioned it at the beginning, that marriage was more of a business opportunity, uh-huh. right? Um, people who previously didn't know each other, didn't even care to really get to know each other, married for power and money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so, a lot of them probably
1: didn't even live in the same place.
0: A lot of times they didn't. I mean, the wealthier you were, the more acceptable it was to have several properties and, you know, never yeah. really see each other. So – the idea was it was acceptable to have a lover in the courtly love sense because, um, your spousal duties were to procreate. Mm-hmm. And that was like was completely business, strictly business. Um, and then all of the fun things that you get to do, the talking, the walking, you know, holding having hands, things having things in common. Yeah, exactly. Um, was something that you could do in under the guise of courtly love.
1: Now this is this is such an interesting concept to me, right? Because if you think about it, there in in modern day pop culture, mm-hmm. right? One of the most common like things in like movie and TV shows is like oh, I married this person and I'm so unhappy and I met this person and we have so much in common and now we have this like strife or it, not even marriage but just like partnership, right? Of like but this is the person I'm truly happy with. What am I going to do? And it's interesting to me. There was a time here was like, oh no, that's completely normal. Do not sweat it. It's totally cool that like you've fallen in love with this other person. No, no, like doing it. But, no hanky
0: pankies are allowed.
1: Other than that, it's fine that you don't like your your you know married spouse. That's totally cool. Don't worry about it.
0: Um. So a lot of these uh, these. Tropes that we think about belonging to the Middle Ages, things like giving a knight a favor, uh, singing to someone in a courtyard or their balcony, um, any kind of chivalrous act during that time, all go back to courtly love.
1: Which I also now okay. Another thing that I will say to the credit of the the like you can experience Courtney love <laughs> courtly love, and- courtly love with your spouse, right? Is I think the other side of this is, as we're discussing it, like I said, this sounds very performative to me, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where I think being in an actual committed relationship with someone has to be deeper than just that performative thing of like, okay, cool, you brought me flowers, but I asked you to do this thing 16 times yesterday and you still haven't done, right? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) It feels to me like that performative is great, but you're not actually being a good partner, is, like, I bet it was easier to be performatively romantic with people that, like, at any moment you could just, like, walk away from, right? And, like, it was all Maybe. light and surface level and fun without ever having to, like, well, we don't have to fight because, like, I'm not committed to you at all. I'm just, like, whatever. Now I'm going to be in Courtney love with this person. <laughs> and that time I did it on purpose.
0: I know you did. Well, so let's talk about some of these rules then.
1: We well, you know um, what? We should. But first... Let's talk a little bit more about Max Fund Drive. What do I get now? Say, Teresa Murray, that I said I'm gonna be a five dollar a month member. I'm comfortable with that. I can afford it, and I love Max Fund shows and specifically Schmanders. I'm going to become a Max Fund member. What's in it
0: for me for five dollars a month? For five dollars a month, um, you get access to over what two hundred hours plus two hundred fifty hours, maybe. Whoa of Bonus content strictly for Max Fun members. Wow. There are videos, there are podcasts, there are, uh, what live shows and things like that. It's all up there for you to enjoy a special because you are a $5 a month member.
1: And you're worth it. You're worth it, baby. Now, Teresa, say that I said $5 bonus content. That sounds great. But now I'm going to be a $10 a month member, and I still want that bonus content.
0: Absolutely. Okay. You do still get that bonus content, but you also get the chance to pick your favorite pin from what? the enamel pin set of, uh, that has one for each Max Fun show. And get this, uh-huh. because you're a $10 a month member, not only can you pick one pin for free yeah you can buy as many other pins as you want
1: well that's pretty great now say i wanted to get a game night pack that included let's say like a max fun dice bag and max fun dice and maybe max fun cards is that something i'd have to go to the store to buy or no all you
0: have to do is become a member at the 20 dollar a month level
1: now, do I still get the bonus content? Yes. Do I still get the pen?
0: Yes. <gasps> and as you can purchase as many additional pins still.
1: Now, Teresa, say that I have been a $10 member for a while now. And over the past year, I have come to rely on MaxFun shows more and more for information, education, and entertainment. What do I do? You know, I want to give more. I'm ready to give more and I'm able to give more. What do I
0: do? Well, if you're not ready to go up to the $20 a month
1: level, you can go
0: bonus. Bow, 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 I can bow, boost it. Bow, bow, boost it.
1: Now, how does boosting it work?
0: Well, boosting it allows you to uh, go kind of like in between yeah, the levels. You can
1: incrementally increase without having to go up to the next level. You will, It won't qualify you for the rewards. But you can give a little bit more to support the art and artists you love. But now what if I am ready to move up to the next membership? Can I do that too? Absolutely. Well, there we go. So uh it is, if you're ready to do any of these things, maximumfund.org slash join. Or if you're already a member, maximumfund.org slash manage. And listen, we understand these are confusing times, uncertain times. Uh, financially and just like, you know, spiritually. (laughs) And if you're not able to, we totally get it. But if you are able to, and you are interested in doing these things, please go do it now. MaximumFun.org slash join or MaximumFun.org slash manage. We want to say thank you to Quip this week for sponsoring our episode. Listen, if we haven't told you already, Quip is great. You know, before Quip, I wasn't brushing my teeth right, and I'm willing to admit it. I was one of the 75% of folks who use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more, I was one of those people who forgot to floss. Oh, no! I know. But with Quip, it's not only easy, it's fun! Quip, I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. Quip Electric Toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a sized down version designed for kids. You can pair it with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, and you'll get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none that you don't. Plus, Quip brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. And shipping is free. And if you go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash schmanners. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip. The Good Habits Company.
0: (laughs) I like the little sky grab that you did. Nobody can hear it,
1: but it's kind of like um, uh, a never-ending story. Writing Falcor, it's like,
0: yeah.
1: Was it Falco? Doesn't matter.
0: Whatever. Schmaners is also sponsored in part this week by Beta Brand. Okay. A lot of people are now working from home, right? I am. They're used to going into an office. Maybe you need an office mindset in order to do your work to the best of your ability. Yeah. This is where Beta Brand comes in.
1: Okay. They'll the- put on my pants?
0: Uh no. Okay. But they do sell real dress pant yoga pants. Okay. Okay, so they look professional and stylish, just like your favorite dress pants, but they're as comfortable as your favorite sweats.
1: So they won't put my pants on for me, but they'll do the next best thing. The
0: next best thing. Um, the thing about Beta Brand is they combine customer experiences with their expertise to make workwear that is functional, comfortable, and as inspiring as your favorite workout gear. This Their customer favorite dress pant yoga pants are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric. So these are perfect for lor- working long days at the office or working from home in- to get in that mental state that you need to be successful. There are lots of different colors and styles to choose from. You got the boot cut, the straight leg, the skinny, the crop, the eight pocket. Uh, I mean, there's just a ton of, of different things, something for everybody so right now our listeners can get 25 percent off their first order when they go to betabrand.com slash schmanners once again listen to that great deal 25 percent off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com slash schmanners so you can find out why people are buying five different pairs of these excellent pants go to betabrand.com slash schmanners for your 25 percent off
1: Okay, so tell me about these
0: rules. Um, so Andreas Capellanus wrote the Art of Courtly Love sometime during the 12th century. Um, here's the deal, though, right? He didn't say whether or not it was satirical or oh. if it was real. Some of these, gosh, I hope that it's it's satire. So here we go. Okay. Um, this list is found in Book Two of the three-part
1: series. Okay. Book one is all set up. Book <laughs> three is where the big space battle finally happens. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, and, you know, book two is full of all the romance stuff. It's all the
1: romance stuff. You know, you got to get that in there. Okay. So tell me about these possibly satirical rules.
0: Here are some of them uh, titled, How Love May Be Retained. Um, here's one. When made public, love rarely endures. Okay. So love should be secret.
1: Mm, Okay, I don't agree with that, obviously, but... This is
0: the courtly love thing, right? It's more fun if it's a secret. Yeah,
1: it's it's more fun. Once again, already I'm seeing a pattern of fun, 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 fun. Light and frivolous, keep it light.
0: Um, The easy attainment of love makes it of little value. Difficulty of attainment makes it prized.
1: Well, see... This, it might be satirical, but it also might be the rules for writing a romantic comedy in the (laughs) nineties, right? Secret and hard to get. Mm
0: -hmm. Listen to this one. Real jealousy always increases the feeling of love.
1: This is what I'm saying. There are people today who think this is true. This is like straight out of Cosmo 2006, you know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. A true lover considers nothing except what would please his beloved.
1: Okay. Hey, listen. Thinking about others is great, but nothing but what? Oh, come mm-hmm.
0: on, uh, no one should be deprived of love without the very best of reasons. Mm,
1: a good reason would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the very best of reasons.
0: And every true lover turns pale in the
1: presence of his beloved. Yeah, no, not that. <laughs> if anything, you would think flush, right? Blush, turn pale is more like. <laughs> 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 oh no. <laughs>
0: I'm afraid I'm a ghost. I'm terrified
1: now. of my beloved. Are you kidding me? So unless the- your beloved is like some kind of soul sucking banshee, I think blush would be a better way to go. Sure. Okay.
0: Uh, unless it's a vampire, and then you don't want to
1: show. You the don't want to show that you have blood in your body. Exactly. You're trying to keep that. On the- <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Let me dial into what my wife just said. You think a vampire <laughs> would walk in the room if you could look pale enough they'd be like, No, they don't have any blood. They're very empty.
0: No, but you might not be as attractive. That's I fair. can see how a very red faced person would look delicious to a vampire. It's like they
1: say, if you're if you and another person are running away from bear, you're not gonna be faster than bear, you just have to be faster than the other person. So if you're trying to get away from a vampire, you don't have to have no blood. You just have to look like you have less blood than the other person. Exactly. That old idiom.
0: Um, okay, so at the end of the his piece, uh Capulanus uh, advises men that they should never fall in love with women because women are horrendously flawed. Huh. But if they should happen to fall in love then they can feel free to throw all the rules they just mentioned out the window.
1: Okay, see that's what makes it seem very S- satirical. <laughs> satirical. That is like but don't do it, but if you do it just have fun out there kids, you know what I mean? Um. Well but okay maybe this is Maybe this is, we're talking two different things, right? We're talking about your beloved and all these things. But then falling in love is different, right? Maybe what he's saying is like, you can do all these performative things and it's very like- Fun. Fun and silly, right? But if you actually fall, if you catch feelings, well, you know, it's throw the rule book out the window.
0: Well, you know why? Because- Everybody caught feelings. Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, So the whole idea goes with the idea of chivalry, right? It's this set of rules that aren't really real and nobody really follows.
1: So is this all just like an excuse to have affairs? Kind of. Was it all just like, oh, no, 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 terrible husband. I'm not cheating on you. This is just courtly love. They're just a work wife.
0: Yeah. So the amount by which of which courtly love was actually experienced in the Middle Ages is hotly debated. Because probably these were just the rules everybody said that they were going to follow and then didn't.
1: Uh-huh. Because um, you know how people don't follow rules.
0: Exactly. So th- the thing about how, like... Let's talk about another great example of courtly love in the way that it probably ended up. Okay. Lancelot and Guinevere.
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. Right. Okay. So,
0: Lancelot was supposed to be um Arthur's right-hand man, mm-hmm. and uh, he was Guinevere's champion. So, yes. like, she would give him favors to go and do jousting or whatever
1: night night stuff that
0: stuff while arthur was busy with his king business Mm -hmm. yeah well look what happened They They, they caught feelings and this is a cautionary tale because shortly after guinevere and lancelot um described their feelings and acted on their feelings king arthur's court and and you know everything disintegrated yeah so don't catch feelings or everything bad will happen to mm-hmm. you this has a lot of levels of of uh problems not just because the idea of courtly love is virtually impossible this like impossible like chivalry unattainable
1: but there's also a level of it where it's blaming the fall of the court on Guinevere.
0: exactly so women uh in this courtly love scenario are more like even just described as objects. Yeah. Um, This is
1: also, by the way, this is just a side note, but I really did just think of it. Everybody lay off Yoko Ono. You know what I mean? The Beatles had problems on their own. She didn't bring down the Beatles.
0: (sighs) Oh, is this because of Guinevere? Yeah, because of Guinevere.
1: You don't want to be like, you know, Yoko Ono is like the Guinevere of the Beatles. Don't be like that.
0: People are like that. Oh, for a long time?
1: Oh, but get over it, folks. The Beatles had all their own problems you just happened yeah. to be there.
0: Anyway, okay.
1: I'm just saying that King Arthur is like... The King Arthur's court is like the Beatles. It's
0: like the Beatles and Arthur is John. No, wait. No, Lancelot no. is John. But then who? who is well, Arthur? Well, you
1: was married to Paul McCartney. And a lot of people don't know That's that. That's not true.
0: That's not true.
1: <laughs> married to Ringo? No. Married One. to Pete Best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. No, okay. probably not. Anyway... Um, so the idea of where we actually, one of the ways that we get our modern idea of chivalry is the idea of a knight showering a woman with affection while abstaining from any kind of sexual act. Yeah. Is, is, you know, kind of like to a T, chivalry plus courtly love equals like the best thing there is.
1: Well, it just, it seems like a, rewriting of history to make the past seem ideal. Mm. A thing that we have done countless times that people do when they mostly are don't like the progress that's being made because it conflicts with their privilege or with their understanding of things. So they say, things used to be better. So this idea of chivalry and courtly love being about, it used to, you know, romance used to be about the guy doing this and the girl doing this. And it was better because look at this right and treating it like it was this ideal situation rather than like no 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 no, it was all a mess anyways but this was a thing that written about it more or less after the fact and actually
0: before the fact um there were ballads and you know poems and songs propagated by troubadours and and things like that that you know focused on this uh, like unattainable perfection of courtly love and everybody wanted to participate but you know with participation you you got more than a participation ribbon sometimes and
1: folks that that repeats throughout history forever right because if you look at it Right. That was like the 19, like, uh, let's say forties, fifties, 30, forties, fifties of celebrity culture of like, look at the rich and famous and how happy they are. Don't you want to aspire to that? If you were rich and famous and beautiful, you would be happy too. And that wasn't what was going on. Everybody was like, you know, had stuff going on and were very unhappy. And, but making things ideal is more interesting to selling things to the public whether mm-hmm. it be troubadours performing songs or selling magazines or anything like that and i don't know why i went off on this rant of a tangent like and we're doing it today and we're slapping <laughs> it on lunchbox but- well
0: it can it continues this kind of propagation of these these double standards right um so in in this time of chivalry and courtly love um it seems to be over and over in the literature that it's all fun and games when a knight is doing it. It's like having a courtly lover and then going to a brothel, but then it brings the downfall of King Arthur's court when a woman does it.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's the people who will buck against stuff when it affects their privilege or their understanding of how the world should work in a way that benefits them. And when it's like, oh, no, no, no. But you see, the problem wasn't when he was doing it. It's so when she was doing it, and let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Okay. So the more we learn about courtly love, and admit that it was a weird time in history where marriage was different, and the church uh, didn't want people to uh, engage in in anything that wasn't savory, um, we have to we have to kind of let go of it. In the same way that we let <laughs> let go of chivalry, there are some really sweet ideas sure. regarding courtly love. You know, cheesy romance and um, that's about it. Playing thing like playing a solo on a lyre, or um, you know, flowers and candy and a lot and cards and a lot of the if things that, that we is, associate. If
1: that is the love language of the person, then sure. But I. Listen, I love you very, very much. If I in public got down on one knee and started like singing a ballad to you, I don't know that that would be as good as like being a good listener and being there for you when you needed me. So I'm saying performative love only works. You know, it's like you think about marriage proposals, right? Mm -hmm. If your partner, potential spouse or whatever wants that big like surprise. Like jumbotron fireworks. great perfect awesome do it but if they don't it will achieve the exact opposite effect like you know it's yeah i okay. used to think that performative romance was the only way to go when i was like a young man you know 22 of just like these big professions of love and like riding, you know running through the rain to catch the person at the train <laughs> station or whatever, and it's like, well, sure, if the person wants that, but if they don't want that, now you're just wet.
0: Well, this image is definitely um, reflected in our media, yes. and then the media influences our feelings and lives. Listen, I've but watched
1: a lot of John Cusack movies. You it's know? starting
0: to change. I would like to bring up Frozen Two.
1: My love is not fragile.
0: My love is not fragile. I'm here. What do you need? You know, um, those are both lines that Kristoff says to Anna, um, and it is a reflection of our moving away from the performative and into the sincere.
1: If you haven't seen Frozen 2, it's basically, there's a lot that goes on and everybody goes through arcs, but Kristoff's arc is learning that he is not the most important thing in Anna's life, and that's okay. Yep. Um, Hey, Good job, Frozen (laughs) Two.
0: So here's what, excuse me. Here's what we need to do with the idea of courtly love. A lot like we did with chivalry, we need to just kind of like refine it, Mm -hmm. uh, modernize it, and it can, you know, evolve into a template for modern relationships instead of serving as the unhealthy model of fairy tales. Okay. Um. So, wouldn't you love to see? two real people with flaws who use silly things to show and shower their love and affection for each other?
1: Sure. And it
0: would deepen their love?
1: As long as it is what both partners wanted, or I would say, let me rephrase, what all partners involved wanted. And as long as then... There was, like, deeper levels to it where they were also, like, learning how to be good for each other and discussing real-world topics. But they were still able, man, isn't that the thing? Like, Mm. hey, listen, I don't care how jaded you are, how sour you are. But when you see, like, some old folks being silly and romantic together, gets you, right? Yeah, It gets you. It will always get you because it's like, hey, they're still there. They still care about each other yeah and that's I gonna be those. you and me baby it is it's gonna be you and me
0: so when i get so old and blind i can't do my hair and makeup you're gonna do it for me
1: no i was more talking about going dancing i don't know how to do your hair maybe i'll have i guess i have time to learn it <laughs> by then okay cool 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 all right. You know what? That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. One last time. This is week three of Max Fund Drive. If you would like to become a member, uh, if you would like to upgrade your membership, or if you would like to boost your membership, you can go to maximumfund.org slash join, or you can go to maximumfund.org slash manage. Um, and, uh, so next week is going to be an Ask Schmanners. So you can email us your questions, schmannerscast at gmail.com with the subject line Ask Schmanners. Or you can send questions via Twitter with the hashtag Ask AskSchmanners. Um, so these questions, uh, they can be clarifications on things we talked about before, or they can be very, very specific, like, what do you think about this kind of thing? What should we do, right? Where maybe we wouldn't do a whole episode on it, but it is actionable advice that you are looking for. Um, and then we will do that next week uh and let's see what else Teresa
0: we always thank Brent Brentalfloss Black for writing our theme music which is available as a ringtone where those are found also thank you to Kayla M Wassel who did our Twitter thumbnail art again that's at uh side note if you um if you join Max Fun as a member um if you tweet at us and let us know we'll tweet you a thank you
1: and that, uh, our Twitter account, by the way, is at Cast. if I hadn't said it before. We've
0: said it like four okay, times. Yes. And then also thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover banner of our fan run Facebook group, uh, Schmanners Fanners, which you can join if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans.
1: And of course, we also want to say thank you to Alex, our yes. researcher without whom we would not be able to make this show. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to schmanners
0: manners schmanners get it
1: maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist
0: owned Listener supported.